Hello and welcome back to Level Up with Lorraine. I am your host, Lorraine. And this week's episode is something that I've been thinking about, researching and learning to do better. And I really wanted to share this with my listeners. And so we will be talking today about giving and receiving feedback. Now, in recent weeks, months, I have had to have um, a couple of difficult conversations. So one was with a very close friend and a, a couple were in the work environment. But either way, I am the kind of person who is very uncomfortable with having difficult conversations, right? So I've been really thinking about it and reflecting on all the difficult conversations I've ever had to have and trying to see what is it that makes them uncomfortable for me. Now, besides obviously my nature, which is um, I am a bright yellow. So you will always experience the very best of me, the happy, chirpy Lorraine before the Scorpio comes out, <laughs> right? Um, I believe that background also plays a huge role in how you respond to situations and how you deal with uncomfortable, difficult conversations, how you give and receive feedback. So I think I grew up as your classic middle child, the role of peacemaker, right? And what that means is I never wanted drama. Of course, there would be fights with siblings, there would be fights with friends, etc. But I would have been the person who says, okay, okay, I'm sorry, right? Without really drilling down into what was the behavior? What did we observe? Why did that happen? Okay, I'm sorry. I would rush to the I'm sorry. Um, and, or just maybe not even say I'm sorry, just wish the situation away. <laughs> and, and that is unhealthy, right? So you could be sitting where you're, you're, you're listening from and you're thinking, yeah, I mean, I don't like it because I fear rejection or I don't like it because um, I'm too emotional for it or for whatever reason, right? And I've, I've obviously chosen difficult conversations, but, you know, it's easier to give positive feedback. So they, I, I want to, you know, cast an eye and, and zoom in and, and have a special focus on difficult conversations. Then there are those people who are the opposite of what I've just described, right? Who are direct, who are aggressive, who will call out the behavior in the moment without even thinking, who pride themselves on, I am confrontational, or even if it's not confrontational, I am direct and I call behavior out in the moment, right? That's well and good in terms of your timeliness with your feedback, but is it healthy the way you're giving that feedback? So that's another, you know, way that you can give feedback, but is it healthy? So today we are going to be focusing on how to do it in a healthy, sustainable way. What are the steps to do it such that someone who is uncomfortable with it or the person who is direct and maybe too comfortable with it knows how to use those tools um, and steps such that that feedback is constructive it is respectful, it is timeless, um, and it lands. And that it is, it is uh, a process that you can replicate and, and use t- 
time and again because it's sustainable and it it ends up being a win-win situation as opposed to you walking into the situation wanting to walk out the winner or shying away from it because you are just passive aggressive. So once we wrap up how to give feedback, we're going to move into how to receive feedback. Now, a lot of people avoid feedback because they hate being criticized um, and they just have whatever insecurities they have and it makes them uncomfortable. I am a strong believer in feedback is a gift particularly when I'm receiving it. Like I said, I don't like to give it, but I love to receive it because it. I know that it, it makes me better. But there are people who struggle with it. So a lot of psychologists have these theories about why people are so sensitive to hearing their own imperfections. And some link that again to younger years from parents or teachers or guardians or siblings Whatever, you know, background plays a huge part in a lot of what we do when we're grown up. So we are going to also cover at the tail end of today's episode how to receive it and welcome it and, you know, re, um, take it as constructive as opposed to an attack. All right. So we are going to start with giving feedback and we will talk a bit about that and some of the things you need to do. Um, again, to be able to land uh, a clear message, right? And do it in a healthy, sustainable way. But before I get into that, I do want to share that most situations do not escalate to a crisis um, there and then. It's usually a delayed expression of your observations, your emotions, um, that causes it to become a crisis. So, make sure that when you give feedback, you do it timelessly. And that really is the first thing I want to share, giving timeless feedback. Because um, if you don't act speedily and you give it room to breathe, it becomes bigger than it needs to be, right? So what would have started as maybe discomfort, so a friend says something to you or has acted some, some way or rolled her eyes when you were talking or your manager continues to talk over you or um, whatever it may be, right? If, if things do not feel right and you're not sure what the problem is, but you feel uncomfortable, address them at that point. At that very point of discomfort is where you need to start addressing them. So being timeless with your feedback is very important. Because what happens is that resentment builds up before you know, know it's now an incident. You are now talking about it at home. You're now telling you, your spouse, your partner, your kids about this person and how I don't understand them. He rolls his eyes. He did this. Oh, also yesterday, the way he made this remark. Now everything is escalated, right? Because you're carrying this resentment of how you never dealt with it the minute you picked it up. So... Timeless feedback is very important. It also helps because you're ensuring that the feedback is relevant, right? Like what's the point of then talking about how, you know, this person rolled their eyes at you or they spoke over you two months after the fact? Firstly, they probably don't even remember and they can't even express to you the emotions that made them do what they did. And so it's very important to be able to just deal with things as they are happening or soon after because then the feedback is re relevant and it's actionable. 
right? And you have a more a, a more healthy discussion. It's also important, I think, a guy called Marshall Rosenberg said, you know, it's important when you go into these conversations to go with the mindset of you want a resolution, right? So to practice the process of resolution, uh, you must completely abandon the goal of getting the people or the person you're talking to to do what you want them to do. So don't go in there with this. By the time I'm done, she will have apologized to me and <laughs> she will have owned up to her mistake. No, go in there with a resolution of, I want to understand what caused her to do what she did. I want to understand what I may have done. What was my role in it? And I also want to understand how we deal with it going forward to make sure it doesn't happen again. So that's resolution as opposed to, I need to win this fight, <laughs> right? That is not the spirit in which you should go into conversations with. And you will hear me say fight, conflict, uh, and use these words interchangeably, courageous conversations, because most or many a times when people have these are giving feedback, they are so tense and uncomfortable because to them it's equated to confrontation and conflict and this, and yet it doesn't have to be, right? Just because it it's not good feedback doesn't mean it's conflict, um, although many people will view it as that. And so I would use those words interchangeably, but really I'm talking about giving feedback that may not be positive to someone uh, with the hope of moving or getting out of that a resolution. The next thing is be specific, right? So if I... Let's, let's actually have a scenario because this makes the conversation easier, right? So if I am the kind of friend that borrows money from you, right? Ah, uh, yeah, let's use that one. <laughs> if I'm the kind of friend that borrows money from you a lot and I never pay back the money or when I do, it's never when I said I would, right? So that's a behavior pattern, right? That's a trend that you have observed, and that is specific. So it's very important when you go and you're sitting down with me to give me this feedback that you call out the behavior or the situation that you want to provide feedback on. Lorraine, I have observed that every time you ask me for money, you never paid back on time. Or I have to follow up to ask when you're giving me back my money, <laughs> right? Um, that's an observation. It's it's very different from saying, Lorraine, you never pay back money because now you have you have called you 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 haven't called out the behavior. You have now called out Lorraine as a thief, basically. Right. And so those two are two distinct things, and you have to be able to be objective enough to to say it in a non-judgmental way, to stick to your facts. And avoid making assumptions or generalizations because once you say, Lorraine, you never pay back money, right? That's that's an attack on on who I am as a person. It's no longer a fact. It's no longer uh, an observation. That's that's really just a generalization and an attack. And so you better expect Lorraine to come back being very defensive. And then it becomes a crisis. It's a conflict now. It's a full-blown fight when it never needed to be. 
And so be objective and specific. Call out the observation, the trend, the the pattern, the behavior that you have noticed. And that is the basis of starting the conversation. So really, it's important to share the story of what you've observed. And, And when we say observe, we're talking what you saw, what you heard, what you remember. And do this without interpretation. Because if, for example, it's in the workplace and Lorraine is always late on a Friday, right? It's very important for you to then call it out as, Lorraine, I have seen that you always walk in late on Fridays, right? That's an observation. If you then start adding, you are always walking in late on Fridays because you party too much, you have made a judgment. You don't live with Lorraine, right? You have no evidence of the fact that she parties Thursday nights. Therefore, she walks in late on Friday. I, I hope that makes that, that that's clear, right? What you have observed is her lateness, not the reason why she's late. And so it's important to share your observation without interpretation, without judgment, without assessment or evaluation, because you will get to that later when you start to dig for the evidence or for the reasons why she's late every Friday. Now, You may ask me, what if it's not an observation, right? What if it's just a feeling? She's just, Lorraine is my friend and she's just making me feel uncomfortable. When I talk, she, either she's not paying attention or I don't know, it's off. I can't put my finger on it, but she's been making me feel a certain way. How do I share that? Well, you need to share how you felt, right? Your feelings are valid. So be specific and personal. So if, if if it's in a personal capacity, for example, don't don't talk about the effect on others, right? Don't talk about how what she's doing or making you feel is also impacting other people. Make it personal to you because you don't you can't feel for others. You can only feel for yourself. So talk about the effect of of her behavior on you. Talk about the emotions rather than the thoughts. So every time I call you, I just feel like you're not present, right? And it really makes me feel sad because I'm present for you. Or if it's in the workplace, you know, I just feel disrespected when you respond late to emails. I can't put my finger on it on whether you are too busy to respond or, you know, you're too preoccupied, but it really makes me feel disrespected, right? as opposed to then bucketing everyone else and saying, when you respond late to emails, it's very disrespectful to everyone because you are not the spokesman for everyone else. Talk about yourself and your feelings. So you can always go further, right? And really identifying what lies underneath the feeling. So what you need or value that causes your feelings um, or why it matters to you that you address these feelings. And what that looks like could be, if it's a personal relationship, it's you saying, because I need or I value our relationship and I need authenticity, right? So I need you to be present. So it's, it's, it's you sort of justifying or adding weight to why you're feeling the way you're feeling. It's because you need authenticity in relationships. If it's at the, in the workplace, it's really, I felt disrespected because I am your manager and I need to not feel undermined, right? I need your colleagues to also respect me. So when you don't, 
you send out the message that others can do that too. So it's only after describing the observations, the feelings, and why you need or value uh, that person enough to even raise this, that you can then engage in a solution-focused dialogue, right? Describing what the ideal looks like and emphasizing the benefits and consider how you could move forward towards that. Remain open to new outcomes and responses from that person because you are not going to get to the solution alone. You have to co-create it together. So I think lastly, in giving feedback, be constructive, right? Provide feedback in a constructive and helpful manner, um, kind of like the format I just took you through. And focus on areas of improvement and provide suggestions or resources that can help this person receive and make positive changes. And respect is of the utmost you know, importance when you're having such conversations. Um, provide feedback in a respectful, considerate manner, right? Think about who am I talking to here? What, what is their demeanor? What is their character? What is their personality? How do I really make sure that I say this in a respectful way that, you know, they'll be able to receive my message and avoid attacking the person, right? Or making personal attacks. Talk about the situation, the behavior, and everything else that I spoke about, and less about that person and their character. All right, so we've come to the end of the giving feedback part, and I'm by no means saying this is easy. It's not. It takes a lot of preparation, and depending on how much you care about this relationship and how much you've, you've invested and how much you want to continue investing and how you value it, um, I think... If you do value it, prepare for it. Prepare for this conversation. And like I said, be kind, be respectful. Of course, you need to be firm and clear, right? You don't need to dilute that. Um, but I don't think being respectful and speaking kindly takes away from the message. So that is very important to remember when you're giving feedback in whatever situation. Um, it's important to remember all the aspects that I've covered. And I think... It's very important for me to give this disclaimer. I am not a professional at this. Like, as in, and when I say that, I mean, I'm not, I'm not perfect at this yet. I'm still a work in progress. I've, I actually, as I was sharing this and preparing for this episode, I was reflecting on a friendship that I have, a very good friend of mine from uh, primary school. And we have had a great relationship for the longest time. And it really, we've, we've, we haven't spoken actually, if I, as it's to date, we haven't spoken in five years. We didn't have a falling out. We didn't have any sort of conflict, but some hurt feelings are there, right? Some hurt feelings were experienced back then that were not addressed they have fasted for five years on both parts, by the way, both parties. Um, and we just never dealt with it. There's no hatred. We reach out if there is a bereavement, if there is a, a, a big sort of uh, event in each other's lives. But we don't talk anymore. And it's a very sad situation for me, right? I do, um, I do hope that 
I will be able to practice what I'm preaching when it comes to this particular friend. Yeah, time will tell, but I've I've really learned a lot about how it's it's really not worth it when you look back on your life, particularly at my age, right? And um, just realizing how petty, you know, stupid situations can make you lose amazing people, right? Um, So yeah. Okay. So moving on to receiving feedback. So the first thing here I would say is be open, right? Be open to feedback and willing to listen to what the other person has to say. It's uncomfortable. And yeah, it's uncomfortable, but I think it's for your own good. If people don't care about you, if they don't value you, they won't give you feedback. And so take feedback, like I say, as a gift and always take it from a point of view of this person has my best interests at heart. It should never be from a defensive um, point of view of this person wants to hurt me. They want to attack me. It doesn't need to, you know, go south like that. It, it, you need to always sort of approach it from a positive point of view. So don't be defensive or dismissive. Be open to it. Uh, I think the next thing I will say is ask for clarification. So if someone says something, don't just receive it. Ask for examples. Ask for, you know, if you don't understand the feedback and need more information, ask for the clarification. What did you mean by that? Right. Uh, can you articulate further? Um, and this can help ensure that you fully understand the other person's perspective and that there's no, you know, room for you to interpret maybe in the wrong way and end up feeling sour about it because you've wrongly interpreted what they were trying to say. Get the clarification and 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 have that healthy back and forth if you need to talk about it. And I think the third thing is seek specifics, right? Like I said, specifics are, are, are very important. Ask for examples so that they tie their feedback to specific examples or details about the behavior or the situation that is being discussed. And this can help you identify areas for improvement for yourself when it's, you know, closely linked to a real life example and reflect on the feedback. It's very important to take it in. You don't have to receive it there and then it's, you can also go home, sit, you know, reflect on it, ask other people, right? Ask your other friends, your partner, your siblings, ask them and say, listen, I received this feedback today. Do you think I'm like that? Right. I do hope that uh, we are all on a journey of realizing self-awareness. It's the most important thing in life because when you do then get feedback, you are either already aware or when you bounce it off other people who then tell you, yes, it's true, right? You are able to receive it. Um, And I think it's even more important because when you do receive feedback that is not correct from a hater or from someone who doesn't have your best interests at heart, you're able to discern because you have that self-awareness of saying, hold up, now that's a lie. That is a straight lie. I'm not like that. But you're doing it from a point of self-awareness and maturity um, as opposed to you pushing back feedback because you just don't want to receive it. And I think it's also very important to then express gratitude because what that does is you let the person know that you receive it, you are grateful, and that you want them to continue to do so for you in the future. Uh, Thanking the person for providing feedback, even if it was difficult to hear, 
can help maintain a positive relationship and encourage future feedback. And that's what you want. You don't want to close the door on feedback on people who really genuinely care about you. And probably it has taken them a long time to give you that feedback. And when they come to you, don't make it even harder for them. So ladies and gentlemen, that is the end of today's episode. I hope that you found it useful. I hope that it is clear and that it's something that you can practically use in your day-to-day lives. So just a reminder for my new listeners and a refresher for my regulars, um, Level Up with Lorraine is a channel for personal development, right? And it ranges from professional to personal. There will be times that I talk about random stuff and there will be times where I share lifestyle content and there'll be times that I share book reviews and travel reviews. And so today was one of those times where I talk about personal development, right? And how to give feedback in any setting in your life, whether it's at work or in your personal life. Again, I hope it was useful. And if you're hearing this message, it means you have listened to the very end of the episode. And for that, I am truly thankful. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review and share it with your friends. Until next time, goodbye and continue to level up.